Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adult Lesson Show. I'm here joined today by everyone that's always here. Uh, Tim Slater, Scott Mischewski, George Frizzard. Frizzard. It's been pretty consistent in the uh, guest star department for a while. That's, I feel like that's new for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're on a roll. I haven't posted an episode in like three weeks. So. <laughs> that's irrelevant. <laughs> it's important for us, Tim. I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Tomorrow, everything will be up. I swear this time. Uh, but yeah, it's been a week since we've talked. I'm sure we've all played at least some video games. Tim, I know you're on a long golf trip, so maybe maybe less than the rest of us, but you play anything since the last time we, uh... Yeah, um, I mean, as you can imagine, uh, from someone like myself, I went on a golf trip and I brought Mario Golf, um, and actually sold a couple, a couple guys on it. I got a text today that was like, tell me how Nintendo friend codes work and then send me yours, because I'm going to buy Mario Golf today, uh, after we played it. Uh, quite a few hours over the weekend. Did he ask? Did you ask him, like, have you ever done your own taxes? Because this is going to be very similar to getting this friend code yeah. thing. Uh, not quite. You need to find your tax ID yeah. number and yeah. give it to Nintendo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we had a we had a blast. to just played standard golf, uh, but quite a bit of it. Passing the sticks, kind of tournament, tournament mode. Um, just had a blast with that. But then, uh, yeah, came back with the trophy. And then... Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Oh yeah, so you got you won. We Your won. Team won. We won. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, then it came back and celebrated with a little game. I don't know if anybody here has played called uh, Man Man Eater. Uh, I've dabbled that. Friends of the show. The Shark PG. The Shark PG. I think they, that's what they were. Calling yeah, I think it. that's how yeah. they were marketing it. You do the PS Five. I got the PS Plus. Yeah, I got it for free. Um, I probably put like six hours into it, something like that. It's gotta be pretty close to the end, right? Well, so I put about six hours into it, then I died, and when it respawned me, it's supposed to autosave after you do literally everything, and it respawned me about four hours back from where I was. <laughs> That's horrible. So, so I, I immediately game. deleted the <laughs> console, and I'm never looking at that game again. Well, at least it was free. What there a train was, wreck. <laughs> I mean, the game. I got a few thoughts on this game. The story. They sold terribly. Like, the marketing for this game was awful, considering that the high point of this game was that it's super over-the-top and, like, very humorous. Um, yeah. They have that, like, over-the-top villain that, like, is just an absolute asshole. But then they have the dude from Archer uh, does, like, narration. Oh, really? In, like, documentary-style narration over your adventure, pretty much. Um, and it's just really dumb, really random topics, but, like, kind of makes it feel i don't know worth playing for a couple hours like you're swimming around eating the same fish a hundred times and then like he chimes in with some stupid remark that really just like just brings a smile to my face at least when i'm playing with it um but yeah i progressed all the way through the third area then i went back to the first area and was cleaning up some of the stuff as i started to figure out how some of the mechanics work and how some of the like quest lines work went back to the first area and then, like, randomly died while trying to fight, like, a pack of alligators. And it it respawned me to the beginning of the second area for some random reason. Like, that was just where it decided that yeah. I it was like, this like all the stuff you had done undone. Yeah, everything up until the beginning of the second area was not done. So I was, like, a level 16 or I think I had just progressed to level 17. And it shot me back to, like, a level 6 or 7. Wow. And I was, like... 
this game is absolute trash. <laughs> I looked it up. It's uh, there's no way to manual save. There's no way to like pull back your load. Is, other it, than, is this like, a common glitch? I I looked it up and there was a lot of people saying like, how do I save because I've died in this point and like, and, lost like so much started back yeah. the tutorial a bunch of times. So it must be common, but. Um, I didn't search long enough for a fix because I'm not playing those four hours over again. So, <laughs> um, fair. yeah, so that was... All games should have manual saves. I mean, yeah, there should be some sort of, like... Like a PC hard save type deal. Yeah. yeah. And it it's doesn't not... even have to be, like, a save state. It could be, like, you have to go to the save points. Like, Scarlet Nexus has mm-hmm. save like points. Like a spot where you go But they're, they're like obnoxiously frequent <laughs> like they might as well just let you save whenever but, the you, hell have, you, but you have to save it every one. Oh, i do yeah, yeah it's been <laughs> at two least minutes. three times yeah. just to make sure it's been right. two minutes and nothing has changed in case the last one didn't take yeah. i gotta save two more times yeah. and um. i start a new slot for each one so i've got like 90 oh my slots going just in case what if i checkpoint too far I... that whole thing I, I think started with skyrim when everybody started freaking out about corrupted saves and all that Skyrim was really bad about that. Because yeah. it wasn't just corrupted saves. You could, like, glitch uh, entire quest lines. Like, I remember a friend of the show, Billy Ward, glitched in Barkarth or whatever the city to the far west is. Mm-hmm. And, like, he couldn't do anything in that city anymore because he was permanently wanted there. Like, if he entered the gates, <laughs> the guards just killed him. <laughs> and, like, he didn't know how he did it. Couldn't undo it. Yeah. Save. Couldn't pay save, any pay amount of money. <laughs> no, like, that was just... The rest of his experience was, oh, if a quest sends me there, I can't do it. So, It's also, like, I mean, I play a lot of stealth games, and I learned spam saving really early on in, like, Splinter Cell, when you're like, well, I made it to this room, but what if, like, that enemy actually finds a yeah. body? So, like, yeah. I want 35 different right. save So I can save files. scum in case anything happens. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I'll jump back, and um, so... Yeah, I do, I do a lot of that. I, I just cleaned out my hard drive, and there were gigs of Hitman Three <laughs> save data. It's like you could spend uh, a day just ogling like, like, over yeah. those. Some of them were like three frames apart. Like, you can tell it was like within a second. Of each other. Uh, yeah, but I would have loved manual saves in Man Eater because that could have saved me progressing through that game. But that's over. It's dead to me. I'm never playing one of their games again. If that didn't happen, would you say you enjoyed your six hours? I don't know. I don't feel like I love the gameplay. It. Uh, I feel like it wants to be deeper than it is, but you can just spam the like bite button in any fight. Um, so the way it works is you swim around. It's pretty standard, like kind of flight controls um, up, yeah. down, left, right. There's a there's a like evade button yeah, like that makes you just dodge. Yeah, yeah, like essentially a dodge. Um, then there's bite. There's like a tail whip that I used like exactly twice because it's a weird timing and like there's not really much of a like benefit as far as I could find. Um, and like it doesn't take long to grind high enough to just be able to just like overpower everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a, I don't know, there's like RPG elements. You can like upgrade different evolutions in your, uh, in your shark so you can get like stronger fins that make fighting boats easier or you can get like stronger teeth that like i don't know get more nutrients out of the food that you like eat and stuff so is the like gameplay loop kind of standard ubisoft go to this place unlock the map there's the there's not stuff really... to go and hide and they'll pick oh, up I mean, or... that's so funny this like shark game where you're just <laughs> devouring humans <laughs> um 
But you're really just checking boxes. <laughs> yeah. It's not really... I wouldn't say it's Ubisoft-like. Um, there's no, like, towers where you go and unlock portions of the map. It's more... There's a couple collectibles, but it's mostly just about gathering enough nutrients and then, like, doing some side quests. So, like, there's an apex predator in every area. So you have to do enough, like... Randy Orton's in the game? <laughs> pretty much. Out of nowhere. <laughs> um, there's, like go to this area and kill 10 of these type of fish. Go to this area and eat eight humans. Go to this area and, like, fight these two barracuda or whatever. And then, like, once you do enough of those, an apex will show up in that area and you have to go find him and kill him. Um, The missions, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, it's a lot of just swim around, eat stuff. Get Um, bigger. Yeah, yeah, get bigger. Upgrade yourself. You have, like, a feud with... I don't know if this even counts as spoilers because it's like the opening cutscene. Um, you start as the mom of the shark that you end up playing as, and you're swimming around and you, I don't know, take on this like hunting party or whatever, and then you get captured by like the big bad of the game, and he kills your mom and then cuts you out of your mom and throws like it's pretty brutal. It's metal. Yeah, <laughs> gives you a, like some cut on your back or something so he can quote-unquote, identify the beast later or something. Um, then tosses you in the ocean, and then you start there, and you're, like, working your way up. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked getting the new upgrades and, like, trying to figure out what I wanted to... Like, I liked the RPG elements of it more than I liked the actual gameplay. Um, and, like I said, the narration was, like... Funny enough to kind of keep you playing. Yeah, it was, like, enough to get me from A to B. while I, It was kind of like listening to a dumb podcast or something mm-hmm. while you're going from A to B. Um, or you hear a dad joke every hour. And then you're it's good. not even dad jokes. It's just <laughs> stupid stuff. Like they talk about, I think it was like tuna or something. And he's like, tuna have great auditory prowess, but for some reason they still prefer CDs to vinyl or something. Like <laughs> just dumb shit that I'm like, that like they, that's pretty dad. Joke. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, but yeah, I was enjoying like aspects of the game. I don't know if I was enjoying it as a whole. I read that it's somewhere between 8 and 10 hours, and I probably would have stuck it out and tried to see what the end looked like, but... Um, it has to be a pretty special game to lose four hours of progress and just plug on through. Yeah. Like, that... I, I Part of me uh, is happy that I that happened to me, so I don't have to play <laughs> another four Did hours you of the favor? game. <laughs> <laughs> part of me is pretty pissed off that I sunk, like, six hours into a game and, like, have nothing to show for it and, like, didn't really love my time in it. Yeah. All that much. Um, so yeah, that was Maneater. And then uh, me and my girlfriend ended up starting It Takes Two last night on PS5 as well. Um, just did the first chapter, but like ended up... I, I mean, that game is super enjoyable. Yeah. Um, she's That's not like a, a garage, right? Yeah. Yeah. You do all of the garage and then like you get to the top and then... Um, that's pretty much where we ended, but she's not a gamer. Um, she's played like six games in her life or mm-hmm. something and had a little trouble with the camera early on. I think that's the biggest complaint uh, for new gamers. She was pretty um, good at Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, but that's one of those games that uh, camera, you don't, you don't like control the camera. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's good at that and like Tony Hawk Pro Skater where you also don't have to control the camera. The right analog to like manipulate the yep. camera—that's really complicated for that was new a, gamers. That was a yeah stopping point for a lot of people. Yeah. I know. I think and that's also like the jump where they were like, uh, "No." <laughs> I think it's also like it takes two is a good game for that because it's it 
does a lot of the like i don't know i'll always attribute it to like uncharted where like if you just play it long enough the camera will adjust to where you need it to be um and this game does a lot of that as well like you don't have to really control the camera all that much you can for precision but like if you just play the game there are a lot of sections of that game where it'll auto point you in the direction you need to be yeah and like i think i mentioned that like when i was talking about talking about this game a couple weeks ago but the all the like quote unquote platforming elements are like you have so much leeway with the platforming stuff that there's a lot of things you can like just completely avoid because you have so much range with your double jump to dash. Yeah, the move. jump, double jump, jump, double jump and dash. Once you get the hang of that, um, I keep confusing the dash and the like slam buttons, <laughs> which makes for hilarious <laughs> things <laughs> when what I buttons the dash. Dash is square and slam is circle. Yeah, um, I kind of wish it was. Really I just I like yeah. Circle does not seem like an attack button. Yeah, I mean it's not really attack. It's more it like fighting. Hit man. buttons with your ass, I guess. Okay. But uh, there yeah, there hasn't really the been butt, a lot of stop? fighting. Yeah. Um, the ground pound. The ground pound. It's just a lot of times I'll like go, trying to go from one platform to another, and I'll like double jump <laughs> and then shoot right. <laughs> <down> <laughs> <between> <laughs> do that in Mario sixty four all the time. <laughs> yeah, when uh, you try to do the like. <laughs> and then you just one stop yeah. right in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see that pie chart going down as you're bouncing around. So demoralizing. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's where I spent my time <laughs> since I got back. So no, that's uh, that's really smart game design on their part, though. If they made it really accessible, because I'm sure they factored in that a lot of people would be playing this game with their significant others. So. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like that's the way they were trying to push it mm. um, with the like free friend pass and free co-op, and um, yeah. it's I mean, it's about a couple in the game, so we'll have to play as good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm betrayed. You said we would. I'll, st- I'll still play it. I want to play it. So the gameplay between the two characters pretty early on changes pretty drastically so the guy oh that's cool um you, yeah there's like, like whole, said, there's like whole sections where like characters will do completely opposite things yeah. or have and it's you not like them and the other person has another one and they yeah. play totally differently and you do the puzzles based on like so in the first chapter the the husband gets these nails that he can throw and then the wife gets a hammerhead that she can use to swing across the nails um okay. and then they open up the opportunities where only the wife can go do this section of it and only the husband has to do this other one. So it's kind of Gears of War, like, separate the two co-op players, but you can't choose if you want to go left or right. Like, whichever character you're playing has to go a certain way. Are you playing as the husband or the wife? I'm playing as the husband um, in this in this playthrough, but definitely want to play. I think I'd be interested in playing it again. Also, although it seems game? super, it seems like it's 10, 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. Seems like, oh, when I played it, it was like, too long. I saw the look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't play that game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to take a week off of work. <laughs> yeah, I, I played with Murphy. I think we played it for about eight hours, and we were on the last level. You guys marathoned it, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's also... All right, we'll get a pot of coffee. Let's you know, start early. <laughs> well, early. we did play a way out yeah. all, almost to completion in one sitting, if I recall. Like, George, I think you did. and I played that yeah, we played over two out. nights, I think. Maybe. Yeah, one or two nights. Yeah. But that was considerably short. That was like six hours. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a much shorter that was experience. A, uh, a lot of cutscenes. A lot more cutscenes. Or just make in, a weekend of it. Um, And it takes two that I was yeah, expecting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty story-driven. Yeah, it's pretty story-heavy. 
I like that. But not in a bad way. I think the story they tell is pretty interesting. Yeah. Just more than I was expecting from, like, playing a way out at six right. hours and, like, and maybe like 15 three minutes cut of cutscenes. <laughs> I love that game. I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm a big fan of it as well. But it takes two so far, you'd say, is... Is it... Does it seem more... I don't know if polish is the right word. Because the only problem with A Way Out was it was kind of corny, but I kind of like that. That was like the universal criticism about I it. I think it's I a little corny, but I think it's pretty polished. I think going with the less realistic art style is mm, yeah. pretty, like, it, it works in their favor. Even though at the beginning, I mean, there's like a real world um, that it starts with before you become like essentially a toy. And that looks really good for... Like, better than I would have thought. Not, like, the best-looking PS5 game or anything, but, like, the character models look pretty pretty good. And the, like, larger-in-life version of those I things. Thought a way out. In those environments is sweet. Yeah. And they also they make it a lot more, um, I don't know, over-the-top, a lot more, like, cartoony. Like, you fight a huge vacuum, and, like, there's, like, floating segments, and, like, I don't know, it... I was expecting it to be just, like, a video game version of Honey, Honey right. Shrunk That's Ourselves, was, yeah. but it's very, like, you're fighting, like, anth- is it anthropomorphized? Yeah. yeah. Anthropomorphized versions of um, everyday objects. They're talking, they're floating, they have, like, it's abilities like of their own. little toaster. Yeah, it's more yeah. Brave Little to- little Toaster-esque than it is Honey, yeah, Shrunk Ourselves. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I would really enjoy this game. Yeah, I think you'd get a kick out of that. I'll come on along for the ride. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I. And you can play online. I found you don't have to be sitting in the same room. Although I think that's That'd how it's intended. Be the preferred option. Yeah. But we better get together. Both of yourselves out. So what have you been playing? So I started Chris Tales, which is this uh, JRPG oh, that yeah. came out. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it came out today on Games Pass. They're billing it as like a. Kind of homage to Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI. Oh, don't don't research it because I played <laughs> I play so it, it just thrusts you into like the first tutorial battle after you go to the main menu and select new game, and it's like the narrator or whatever tutorial voice is telling you do an attack and then you time time uh, as you do the attack hit the A button and you'll do a double attack kind of like the Mario RPG yeah, yeah, Paper Mario yeah. Yeah. yeah so I did that. Bam, hit the enemy, and then it says attack again. And I press every button on the controller. <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> so I pause out. I exit out of the game. I try again. This time I try to flee from the battle. And it says you can't flee. And then after that, can't do anything. <laughs> press every button. I press all buttons simultaneously. Nothing. So it was like a promising two minutes and then nothing. <laughs> it's a bad week for... Uh... Honestly, I wasn't even really looking forward to playing it. <laughs> Yeah. It, is a, it is a beautiful art style if yeah. this is the right game. Yeah, it's Chris Tales, I believe. C R I S. Yeah, I saw. I, I remember seeing a trailer yeah. for it. So I can't really give a proper uh, synopsis think... of it because that was my experience in the ten minutes I played. I tried. Yeah. I, I tried exiting out and restarting the game three times, and tried every single combination of a t- like attack, flee, defend, whatever. And every time it would let me do one Xbox, on button Xbox. command. Yeah. It was on Xbox One, though, not Series X. So, I don't know. Maybe that had something that to do with it, but... Yeah, uh, you're right, George. This is a bad week for... A bad week for just, like, polished games, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
That that was like a new level. I've never experienced. We've that. dealt with some jank this week, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so after that, I decided, all right, well, if that's not going to work out, I better plunk down nineteen ninety nine on this new game that came out that I saw was getting these like good reviews this morning. I I hadn't heard of it until this morning when I looked at Twitter. It's called Death's Door. It's I have no idea who who it's by, but it's a very kind of indie game. It has a similar art style to Chris Tales. It's like uh, that watercolor aesthetic, and it's like an isometric third person hack and slash game, very reminiscent of like Link to the Past, those types of Zelda games. It has light puzzle solving, and I really enjoyed it. It's really polished. Which is saying something too, because I played that on the Xbox One as well. Because I'm always afraid playing these games now on on the older on console. the older console. It's going to be rough, especially with the frame rate. Right. It dipped a couple times, but I played about an hour of it. And I wanted to keep going, which was really surprising because I didn't think it was really going to jump out at me. It's not really doing anything all that new. You're going around, you're exploring, uh, you're unlocking keys there's minor rpg elements like you go to this it sounds kind of like hollow knight like style yeah the music is very reminiscent of hollow knight like it has a very whimsical like orchestral soundtrack it's really the music is really well done it's very epic sounding uh i might have to give that one up yeah i'm really i'm really enjoying it so far like it's it has the you know in link's awakening and like to the past when you go into like a it's kind of like locks you off in this battle arena and you have to that's my favorite kind of quote-unquote puzzle solving in zelda games because i'm terrible at puzzles that's why i didn't think i was going to like the game because uh the when the puzzle solving kind of ramps up in zelda i just my mind does not work that way it takes me very long and i get very impatient so that's like when usually when i give up not a big fan of the water temple <laughs> no the water temple and then that seventh dungeon in Link's awakening the one where you got to carry oh, yeah. the oh I, I can't stand that one <laughs> eagle island i think it's called but yeah it has a lot of those where you just there's like 10 enemies in an area you gotta eliminate them before you can proceed and that like unlocks the door um and it has some lore you know, but I the story so far is is kind of bare bones. You're mostly just hacking and slashing your way to the next area. But it is it is kind of nonlinear and where you can go, which is interesting. Kind of a two D Zelda clone ish sounds like. Yeah, be into that. Yeah, that it's really cool. it's a little harsh, but yeah, it's really not doing anything. I would say that's unique. It's just uh, it's a good kind of combination of. What's worked in the past. What's worked in the past. And the, the music is really well done. Like I said, the controls work well. It's, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm definitely going to continue playing it. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So I'm going like, to wait to hear how it turns out next <laughs> week, and then I might pick it up. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to make sure there's not a game-breaking glitch within the next hour. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that again. <laughs> I can't get hurt again. So, <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> so what happened to you, George, with your... Um, so I played a couple games. There was a few games I bought in the Steam sale that I wanted to check out. Um, I, I was chipping away again at, uh, Final Fantasy VII, you know, got through that. I think last time we talked, I was on that sewer rat boss. I was able to get through that, kind of progressed through the end of that chapter, uh, but really only played that game for probably about an hour. Um, still really good though. I want to see that one through, and I think that's probably going to be my next main game now that I've gotten through uh, Lost Dimensions. 
But uh, other games I checked out were uh, I bought this game Ground Zeroes on the Steam sale, which is a the story setup is basically it's like a alt future or an alt past like post World War II Sweden that's been Ooh. taken over by mechs. And so you, it's very kind of Fallout style. You scavenge for weapons and materials and clothing and like you know everything in the world to help you. And the encounters are essentially you come across these mechs that want to kill you, and you are have you to yourself a mech and a mech. No, you're just a, a you're just a guy. You start off with like a handgun. I've gotten a shotgun at this point well, as that well. That really stinks, George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's the gameplay game like look like for this game? So gameplay, like I said, I plays a lot. Back. Plays a lot like a Fallout game. It's first person shooter. You know, you go around. You know, explore, loot, kind of rinse and repeat. Get better weapons. Pick up ammo. But in Sweden. But in Sweden. <laughs> Is it a survival? Game? Yeah, survival? kind of, kind of survival. I mean, the it's not that harsh. Like I've mm-hmm. died, and basically the only thing that it does is just tell you, you know, what save point you respawn at. It's not necessarily like, you know, an end state of the game if you right. get killed. Um, There's not 20 meters you got to pay attention. to. Right, right. It's not like you got to drink every 15 minutes right. and all that. But that's good. Um, yeah, you know, it's not really clicking with me yet. Um, Gunplay is good enough. I think it's it's weird because sounds this, like a Fallout game. It sounds a lot like it is a. It's very similar to a Fallout game. I think the studio's last game was a. I think they do like hunting games mm. as their mainstay, and then they switched over to this for some reason. And it also released in like a extremely broken state, and so received a lot of negative reviews when it came out. But they've been kind of working hard on it for the last year to get it up to speed and. I, while I was playing it, I didn't really notice anything, you know, glitches or frame rate drops or anything like that, so it seems to be in a pretty stable state at this point. Uh, there is, like, there's some kind of goofy stuff to it. Like, I haven't really found that many different mech types yet. I mean, I know I'm pretty early, but fighting the same, like, two enemies over and over again is not the most uh, interactive thing in the world. <laughs> the goofiest thing in the whole game, though, so far, is the... The first vehicle that you come across, I don't know if there's other vehicles, but it's just just a bicycle. And so it, like, zooms out to a third-person perspective, and you're just sitting with your back so straight, <laughs> riding this bicycle through Sweden. It was, like, such a bizarre, goofy-looking thing. I'm like, I don't even want to ride this thing. Like, it reminds me of Ride to Hell Retribution. Yeah. Remember that game? Yeah. Oh, my God, I remember that game. It is just, like, I don't know why that would be your first choice of vehicle i mean unless like bikes are that like so common in sweden and everyone would be like yeah of course if you just found a bike on the street you pick it up and ride it to the next thing but i don't know a like, stiff. it's stiff it's <laughs> it's a little stiff a little something really help you out with your ba- if you got back problems yeah. really like well they have much better posture yeah, so. <laughs> you know those swedes and their posture posture simulator <laughs> <laughs> even in the apocalypse, even in the mech apocalypse, right. those guys are sitting yeah, up straight as shit. That was right. unexpected here. The way you're describing the game, that came out of nowhere. That, that's what, like, it just feels so weird. Like, when I first picked it up and it was like, get on the bike, and then I just see my character do that, I'm like, this is the weirdest fucking game. Like, is this a joke? I wonder if this was developed by Swedish uh, people. I don't know. 
Because it doesn't sound like something you would get from a, like an American. You at least got to get on this game and send out a picture. <laughs> I'll take a screenshot of me on the bike and send it out. Get also, on, the get on Twitch. The like character creation is not the best. I, I think this is a game you can play with multiple people. Like there is, I think co-op. It's like a shared space. Right. Thing. I think you can play with up to like four people. Um, hmm. So, you know, there is a lot of that like not only customization stuff like change how you look that doesn't really have any bearing on anything but there is also you know you can go to the crafting bench and like get a better you know something that'll give you more protection or you know pick up a shirt with more defense or whatever Uh, but there is like cosmetic things as well i think to kind of differentiate you from anybody else if you were playing in like a co-op instance Hmm. Um, but yeah it's not not really clicking with me yet i don't know if it's just i'm not in the mood for that kind of game right now or what but um I'm st- I'm gonna give it the old college try. Yeah. Put put a couple more hours into it. At least see myself on the bike for <laughs> for one more time. Give one more good yeah. laugh. Probably the best part. <laughs> um, oh my god. Other than that, I picked up another mech game, but this is a um, kind of an SRPG, more strategy, um, BattleTech, and so this is almost like a Warhammer game. If you guys have played one of those mm-hmm. before, but it's like. And you pick it up, and it's like this, you know, the year is like 2116, and then it goes back, like, even further into the future, then it goes back and, like, puts you in the front of the time period, and there's, like, a war going on, and there's all this politics, and, you know, the last emperor just died, and now you're helping out his daughter, and then her uncle is really evil and is planning a military coup against her, and... You know, so you have to pilot these mechs and, you know, beat them and all this stuff. So I played through, like, the first couple levels of this. Um, In terms of, like, SRPG combat stuff, like, moving on the map, attacking enemies, you know, scanning it and everything. All that works really well, which is, you know, kind of my jam for... I love those kinds of games. And uh, it's missing, like, a few of the... You know, there's no, like, Overwatch mechanic. There's, like, Brace, and there's... Which will, like, reduce incoming damage, but there's not, like... Or at least I haven't unlocked, like, a class or an ability that would let me, uh, like, counterfire if somebody enters, like, a uh, field of view or anything like that. Right. But uh, combat's pretty cool, because you kind of move around the map, uh, you know, issue your attacks. There's, like, an attack order based on, you know, certain mechs have, like, a bigger range than other ones and are quicker than other ones, so they're, they're kind of, like, first in the order opposed to you know maybe like one of yours can go and then the enemy goes and then your other two can go because they're like slower ones and you have like one fast one so there's kind of a there's a time element kind of a timing element to certain things there's also like not all the enemies are necessarily mechs there are certain you know there might be like tanks or like ground infantry that you can take out pretty easily any kaiju no no kaiju yet but bummer yeah (laughs) it's not into the breach but (laughs) (laughs) um but that game's pretty cool so far, and, you know, if you're into those, like, kind of, you know, military, super futuristic, like, over-the-top lore kind of games, I think you get into that. Battletech? That's the name of the game. Yeah. Or if you're someone that's, you know, just kind of into the, like, SRPG style, yeah. you know, move around the map, plan your attacks, get the jump on people, all that kind of stuff, it works out well. Yeah. Um, Different kind of chess. Yeah. But, um... I'm having fun with that, so those are kind of my three games that I'm juggling at the moment. Ugh. Don't bring up on that. <laughs> Let's hear it. How's Scarlet Nexus going? I think I'm like pretty damn close to the end of the uh, the, the playthrough I am playing through. 
I've decided that's going to be it for me. I'm not going to check out the other characters. Probably pretty similar storyline. That seems to be the general consensus. I've seen a lot of people. I want to see the end, (laughs) but I do not want to play it again right away. Yeah, like everybody everybody who I've seen that's been playing this game has basically had the same sentiment where they're like, one playthrough is good. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of wearing out its welcome a little bit. I'm over 20 hours in at this point. I think I'm really close to the end, though. Um, I mean, which is still like kind of short for Jeremy. Yeah. Well, it's an action. It's it's pretty action based, so it's yeah, that's true. It's a little more involved than like a turn based game, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, it, it's really good. I, I think play one play. I think George in particular, you, you should play this game. Is it pretty repetitive though? Yeah, I mean, like they do a. It's very deep, so there is some interesting things you can do, but. Like, are you learning new attack combos, or... Yeah, you can unlock... So, like, there's, like, a sphere grid type thing that you can unlock, you know, a talent tree, and you can get extra attacks or whatever. Um, The problem is it's too easy for any of that to matter. So, like, Mm -hmm. you can just basically... Steamroll the entire game. Square X or whatever. You're not really utilizing the new kind of... Like, usually when I check out, like, oh, I want to see what this combo is like, it's because I want to see what that combo is like, not because it's like, I need to solve this puzzle in this yeah, way right, right. it's you're like i can completely smash the enemy like, i could just hack the side of this guy for 10 like, oh okay this is really cool and a new combo but i'm right. probably never going to use it again right <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i you you will just because the the battles can be drawn out if mm. you don't do it optimally but they're never hard so like if you do get to this thing and you can't figure out the right formula to kill it you can just sit just there and chip it. <laughs> smack it with a stick for a while, which happens um, pretty often. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of ready to be done with it, but I, I don't have a whole lot more to share than what I talked about last time. Uh, I wrapped up Little Nightmares 2, I think. Did that get any better? I know you were like a little sad. I would say it stayed about the same. Um, I think it's worth playing if you have a lot of patience or into spooky stuff. Like, I think there's some there's enough of that cool vibes to propel you but there are definitely some sticking points where this room's going to take you half an hour when it should have took you five minutes just because you either have to memorize some pattern that there's no cues for or you have to figure out kind of get lucky with timing on the quote-unquote combat oh so it's like trial and error the puzzles are very like some of the timing based puzzles are very trial and error Mm -hmm. like you have no clue when this thing's when you're in the view of this thing and when it'll trigger like it to kill you and when not and then yeah there are points where you have to time like swinging something and hitting something on the head and those just never felt right to me um so i'm glad to cross that one off the list i didn't return to ratchet and clank i know i said i was gonna try and finish that up i'm going to i'm gonna play it at some point it just wasn't this week um i went to on friday night and decided i need a little comfort food instead so i played through super mario world <laughs> that's the second time you played that game on no, this podcast no i played, no, played through three, three last time and then in a weird i, I fit so world was even a quicker because i didn't like last time you guys got me thinking how long it takes me to be one of those that was like a two hour ordeal for world with no whistles right there's no whistles in world oh no. you said i was talking about three when you said three you, you three took me longer that. than yeah world uh, world's definitely more of my bread and butter uh 
But then I started Super Metroid, and I thought that would like be like riding a bike. I'm like, I'm sure I'll just remember everything, <laughs> and that was not the case. I'm like really lost. The controls are so bizarre. The in that controls game. are really yeah. You like shoot with the top face button, yeah. and you jump with the right one, oh. and I can't yeah. Terrible. <laughs> figuring out where to go is just like, and then backtracking and, and trying to figure all that out. Oh, it's man. kind of a nightmare. I thought I was the only one. There's so many times. Well. There are so many times where I'm like, I think. I think this is the way I need to go, but there's a million possible ways. So, do I just suck, or is this the wrong way to? It almost has like a Dark Souls feel in that way to me, where it's like, am I just going the wrong way, or should I be able to? But you're not you're not fascinated by the unknown. You're just kind of like dreading that you might be in the (laughs) wrong place. I'm like, I wish I had gone through all the doors now. Uh, That's not a good. (laughs) I, I mean, like. Some of the parts I'm really enjoying, but some of that, it's like when you open a new zone, it's just completely overwhelming, and I'm like, I don't want yeah. to. Like, every time I get to a new save spot, I stop. <laughs> like, I've never gotten to a new save checkpoint and gone, okay, I'm going to check out this new place. Like, nope, that's good for today. I'll do one more tomorrow, half an hour or whatever, and that's it. So, I played that game for the first time about chilling. a year ago on Super uh, Super Nintendo Classic. Mm-hmm. I had never played it before. I didn't end up beating it, and it was the opposite reason. I was playing through it, and I felt like I needed to do it all in one sitting because I needed to remember everywhere mm, yeah. that I've gone, yeah. everywhere that I've tried. And, like, I played a lot of it in, like, one weekend, but obviously didn't beat it in that one weekend. And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't remember where I have to go. I think I took like, a couple days off and was like, well, that's it for me. I'm yeah. done with this. <laughs> yeah. I can see It's that. definitely one of those games. If you stop... Yeah, that's you're done. I don't remember it being all that long because I've played I played through it a few times when I was younger, and I don't I remember it being like a almost one sitting ordeal. But I I think the how long to beat on that is kind of skewed because I think most people are it, replaying it at this point. exactly. So everybody that's kind of logging that their hours yeah. in are experts at the game, right? Like I'm sure you can beat it in an hour. Yeah, or if it's your first time playing it though, it's probably gonna take you. Well, yeah, it's not, years. but it's been like a decade, and I thought I'd just like get Let in there and be like, "Oh yeah, I remember." Now you go here and you get the extra bombs, and we're... nope, <laughs> I have no memory of this place. <laughs> Hell of a soundtrack, though. Yeah, soundtrack's really good. It looks really good. You're playing like on said, the... some of those switch. Switch, yeah. yeah. I think that's the way to do it. So I could be utilizing save states too, I guess, but I haven't been for a game like that. It wouldn't really. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. happen. I feel like. It's like the combat stuff has been easier than I remember. Like I haven't died yet. I'm a couple hours in. It's much easier than Metroid. It's just harder to remember, like figure out where you need to go. Yeah. I got very lost. But there's constantly those orbs giving you health. And, and then isn't Samus like really weirdly zoomed in? I haven't I, noticed that. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I I remember I don't know maybe I'm misremembering thinking about a different Metroid, but I remember her like. Her body took up so much of the screen's real estate. I remember being really distracted. Like, it was like way too much. I, like, I haven't had. It I might be exaggerated, but I remember it was like close to fifty percent of the screen. <laughs> it seems it's definitely body. not that. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> you must be thinking of a game because I would guess definitely less a, than ten percent of the screen. Okay. Just a Samus wallpaper that he has on his computer. <laughs> I think it's huge. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. I've been shipping. Hopefully this week I'll finish up that and Scarlet Nexus and return to Ratchet and Clank because I do want to finish that. But 
Now I'm kind of intrigued on some of the games that you've started today, new new titles, so I might yeah. what was it? Chris Chris, Chris Tales. Tales. I was gonna say Chris Cross. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm just I'm really invested in seeing if you can get past that first battle. <laughs> I'm wondering if the PC version is a little more forgiving. I'm sure it is. I'll try that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. You guys see any news this week? Biggest thing I saw was the uh, Ubisoft Division free-to-play game. The uh, I think it's called X Divergent or something. Oh, I did see this. I just didn't know what the hell you were talking about. Yeah, and so it's a hero shooter in the Division world, free-to-play. You know, if anybody's into those like Overwatch or uh, Valorant, anything like that, it's kind of in that same vein. You know, the classes are like, I think there's like a tech guy that can like put up barriers and become invisible. There's a flamethrower guy. There's maybe like someone that can put up turrets. And then there's like a support kind of more healing character. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, it's a, it's switching from the traditional um, division third person shooter to first person. So, I don't know. I mean... Ubisoft has done okay with those, you know, first-person games in the past with, like, Siege is one of the biggest games, biggest online shooters ever, so I'd assume they're going to nail it for this, but I don't know how much crossover there is on engines or teams or, you know, people who are actually going to work on that, let alone how many people are interested in a division hero shooter, so I could see this game going either way. I could see the Siege people being like, I want to try out something new for free, that might, you know, have a couple extra elements that I don't get in Siege, or I could see nobody jumping on it. Uh, but I, I think like I think Division sold pretty yeah. well, so yeah. there might be enough just Division fans that want to play a couple. Do you think there's people like? Do you think they're playing the Division because they like third person shooters though? Right. Like, like I, I think, think that's, that's a pretty weird big change. It's yeah. a strange pivot for sure. Yeah. Apparently, it's called Heartland. I don't know. I I did recognize I, your X Division name or whatever. Yeah. But. I could have sworn they're called X Defiant, but Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland. Is The Division known for having like pers- char- characters with personality in the world? Because that's what I imagine <laughs> no. when I think of like a hero shooter, right? No, absolutely not. not. <laughs> Division, so, they're two. all just like pissed off soldiers. Basically. Yeah, it's the same as like the new Ghost Recon series, pretty much. Okay, right. well, even less. Yeah, like dial it back. It's like that, but <laughs> get rid of all the tattoos. And shit. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I could see this game being. Like, nobody picks it up, or I can see, like... It's free-to-play, so it'll be fine. And Ubisoft yeah. doesn't really have a hero shooter, right? So this is them kind of throwing their... I mean, I guess Siege would be the closest yeah. thing. Yeah. Can we just talk about how Ubisoft had the Tom Clancy title, and they were known for making, like, very realistic <laughs> military-based games, and now they're just like, what if we just did what everyone else is Yeah. Doing? They're like, what if we just make the most generic game that we possibly can? Yeah. The other, it, speaking of hero shooters, there is a new hero shooter in, I think it's Japan or Korea that just popped up like a couple weeks ago, like a week or two ago. That's just Gundams, which actually looks pretty sweet. But it looks like I it's saw something about that. One. It looks like it's so close to Overwatch that I could see there being some kind of copyright issues <laughs> if they try to bring it over to America. Hmm. Um, but yes. out of the, out Gundam of the, Evolution. <laughs> Like, looking at the screenshots, you would think it was a skin on top of Overwatch. 
Like, <laughs> it yeah. looks like there might be some kind of... Uh, it's like Overwatch, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, out of the hero shooters, that's the one that I would check out. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever make it state. So, right, yeah, this it. doesn't sound like a game that would be really popular <laughs> over here. Yeah. Well, it's free to play, so I'm sure it'll get it would get some steam yeah. if it if it is able to come out here. But if it gets like sued by what is that, at, who, uh, Blizzard, Blizzard. Activision. they're probably yeah. aware of that. Yeah, they're working on it. <laughs> I'm not bringing it here. <laughs> <laughs> right, they'll like, we'll just avoid that completely. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad move. I don't know that I I don't know that I need another hero shooter. I've played a I played a lot of Overwatch. You know. I'll, I've jumped on a few of them. Like, I played Overwatch for a decent amount. I played Valorant right when that came out for... Like, Everyone, I was, I was playing like, that, like I played, like, one round of Valorant. And I, was like, uh. I, I was playing Valorant daily for a little while, and, you know, actually got, like, okay at it, and then just stopped playing it. Like, yeah. just never picked it up. Yeah, again, it was so. nothing... It, did, it wasn't bad. It wasn't because anything Valorant did. It was just like, yeah. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a, just a ceiling on those games yeah. where I'm like, once I... I've played it for so much, like so long. I'm like that. Yeah. I've got my fill. I'm yeah, done. the hero shooters and the battle royales have never really been my thing. Yeah, I think like I hit hundreds of hours on Overwatch. Like I played a lot of that game, but and they try to keep that one pretty updated. Like I know they're adding heroes fairly frequently, and yeah. they brought it to Switch and did this and that. But I wonder how that version is. I think they had like Link as a playable character for the Switch version or something. God damn it. <laughs> I could be wrong, but no, it's, it's back in. for some reason that's sticking out in my mind. I wonder. Oh man, <laughs> I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I'll be checking out Heartland. Yeah, I have no interest. Yeah, they got the uh, they got that movie coming out soon too, don't they? They're making a Vision movie. Are they? Netflix, I think. Hmm. I mean. They're buying a lot of stuff. They're buying it all. They got a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have their own game soon. It came out this past week. Yeah. Netflix is very vaguely possibly getting into the game space. They hired some hotshot from EA. Like, I would assume, like, they can't do anything that's really that involved, right? Like, they couldn't really do anything that would be, like, a real controller-based unless they, like, dedicate sold a whole the, different section to... the controller, yeah, like, they sell a controller, or they, you know, actually dedicate, like, a portion of their front page, or whatever you want to call it, to games that would actually be something. I mean, I, I just can't see any, like, actually involved games. I could see them doing more of the, like, decision-based stuff like they've done before. Well, I mean, there's kind of a gap in that, because Telltale's no longer making games. I mean, you have a couple other studios known for it with, like, Don't Nod still making the, um... Life is Strange. Yeah, the Life is Strange games, and then there, there's some other, like, niche devs that do that, but I could see Netflix just going with, like, whatever remote you're using, just pick, like, just more of interactive storytelling, which they've already delved into a little bit, but just calling it a video game to get, like, yeah. nerds like us involved in it a little bit more. imagine having a controller with a Netflix logo on it? I don't <laughs> think I could be able to live with my I feel like they could just do, they could just do, like, a Bluetooth deal, though. Like, I could see them yeah. basically doing Stadia, but well, like, hook up your... Oh, they do, like, some kind of Hook up your Xbox thing. controller, cloud streaming, 
I mean, they already set up the infrastructure for yeah, it. Yeah, they so probably like, have the best infrastructure. I mean, I don't yeah. know, Microsoft or them, Microsoft, them, or Google. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's interesting. That being said, didn't work out for Google. Yeah. So. <laughs> I wonder if they go the same thing that Netflix did with Netflix, where, like, they'd start with all this third-party content, and then eventually, once they, like, raise all that capital, just, like, start pouring out all their yeah. own games. The Game Pass model. Yeah. Oh. You pay double what you're paying now for your subscription and all the games. Yeah, that's the other thing. I bet they do a separate thing and then like yeah. some type of like an ultimate pet game pass yeah. thing. Yeah. Like I'd be curious like to see what that looks like. Like it's 15 bucks each and then yeah. you can get 24.99 you get right. both or whatever. If it rolls out and it's like with your normal Netflix account, you get a free month of this whatever game streaming service. Yeah. I'd check it out to see if it's worth it, but I don't see myself. I feel like they'd have to really crack down on people sharing accounts yeah i mean or they could do almost like the um, like apple arcade model where they just have more you know like less involved like app style games yeah. and then they just have like a, you know those little five ten dollar games and you play those you know kind of more aimed towards kids like yeah. younger people are on yeah. netflix watching whatever Phone. then they play stuff. cut the rope or whatever i can see them doing like a pretty expansive phone deal yeah. Like maybe it's just a Apple and Android app that's standalone, like Netflix games. And yeah. And it's just all phone shit. Yeah, I can see that. Because yeah. I think the EA guy they hired was like the head of mobile development. That would make sense. So. Yeah, I can see them doing that, that style. Like the smaller, I assume those games are a lot cheaper to make. Yeah, the next Fruit Ninja or whatever. Yeah. Shit. And then you just have that app. Like you said, on your phone, you play a couple quick phone games. Yep. Yeah, I guess we'll keep a pulse we'll on that as we figure years. it out. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Whenever they come back to it. <laughs> I'm sure we won't hear about that for a while. Yeah. All right. That other Ubisoft game got delayed out of this year. That Skull and Bones. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that game delayed. Did def- get delayed. <laughs> I think the alpha is technically starting on that one. So let's start with Skull and Bones. So, yeah, a story came out that that game is somehow still being made. Um, they've sunk over $120 million into it. With nothing to show for it. <laughs> and it's being developed in Singapore, and they have some type of deal with the Singapore government where they essentially have to make this game, I guess. I don't I don't know all the details, but that was like what I took away from the... Release Skull and Bones, you cowards. Yeah, yeah, like, and it sounds like it's basically gone, gone back to formula a couple times, <laughs> but they... I just assume that there's like some Norman Osborn character in there. Well, there's someone from like the Singapore government just like pounding their fists on a table. He's just like a huge Ubisoft fan. (laughs) We need a huge pirate fan. We need Skull and Bone. I just don't see how they have nothing to show for it because uh, Black Flag was so loved. You could just release a, a new version of that. And call it Skull and Bones. Just and take like, the land out of, the, out of Black right. Flag exactly. and put water there and like, you have Skull and Bones. Because Black Bat also had that online mode that was that, right? It was like you had a pirate ship, you could do naval combat. And... Did that one have a naval? Um, the only, I don't know if it was that game, I've only tried the online Sea, and, sea of Thieves. Um, Assassin's Creed once, and oh. it wasn't that. It was like literally you're running around and trying to kill each other and you'd like hide in haystacks and shit. But that might have been an earlier. That might have been like Brotherhood. Or I something. thought Black Flag, Black Flag had some kind of 
online component. online component to it that was like shit based, but I could be wrong. Might say shit based. <laughs> I don't that think there are right, any. But... I don't think there are any trophies I mean, probably related shit, to it but... or uh, <laughs> achievements because that's one of the few. On one of my accounts, I platinum that game. Yeah, and I don't remember having to do any online nonsense. But like, they very well could have had a mode that didn't have trophies. Yeah, you platinum a Ubisoft game. I want to hear that story. <laughs> platinum a few of them. How long did that take you? Black Flag? I don't know, 50, 60 hours? Oh, that's not bad. But those games... That one was pretty easy. Those games have gotten longer. The only thing with that was you had to do, like, all the side objectives in the main mission. So, like, if it was, like, you gotta kill three guys swinging on a rope, you had to do that. Yeah, because that was one of the first Assassin's Creed games where, like, you could... You could mark everything on the map that you needed to do that was trophyable or achievement At one point, Platinum 2 as well. Assassin's Creed 2. Which did not have that. That's why I didn't platinum that. The feathers you, sucked. Yeah. yeah. Everything else in that one was really easy, but the feathers sucked. Or flags? Yeah. Feathers. It was, it was feathers. Yeah. Flags was in the first game. So yeah. I got all the achievement points in the first game. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I, back, I really back like to the topic series. at hand. Yeah. So, <laughs> something that you feel like they should be able to do, because they had the framework years ago. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid they're going to make it more like uh, what was the medieval game that Ubisoft came out with? For Honor. For Honor. That game's terrible, yeah. Because this is, like, Skull and Bones is supposed to be all multiplayer. I have no clue what this game is. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was at some point, and now yeah. something else. Who knows? I don't know. They I was just to Formula. It's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they're, back, they're back to Formula again. Didn't Skull and Bones and Sea Send of Thieves... Send me to Singapore. I'll, I'll... <laughs> didn't, didn't both Sea of Thieves and Skull and Bones get announced at the same E3? I believe it was the same one. And Sea of Thieves came out, what, three years ago? If I had to guess, I would guess that Skull and Bones got announced before Sea of Thieves. So I think it's eight. It's been like in the works for eight years now. And wow, so that'll put it right when Black Flag was released because that was the end I of think 2013. They, I think they announced. Yeah, it, like, that the does next sound E3. right. Yeah. And like Sea of Thieves might have even been one of those games where it was kind of like, like, out like today or next month or it was yeah because I remember something about like look what we're gonna be able to do with the PlayStation Four. <laughs> and now There's we're still hardware yeah. next Eight gen years. exclusive <laughs> Colin Bones yeah. that game's never coming out Singapore those poor there's Singaporean gonna be, officials there's gonna be hell to this Singapore element makes it really interesting yeah that's the only <laughs> reason I'm really yeah I don't really care about that game anymore but the fact that oh they I'm never have, playing the game the fact that they have to do it have to do it's it. the most fun we're gonna have with skull and bones is yeah. just talking about this just singapore speculation <laughs> yeah we read one sentence about it yeah you think they would just, just release something at this point and be like we did it yeah right we yeah. made a game like do they need to get someone to sign off <laughs> like it has to be at least a 75 on metacritic or they gotta go back to formula <laughs> <laughs> all this bureaucratic bullshit they gotta go through <laughs> must be a union thing uh all right, the, the real piece of news this week, though, is Steam is throwing their hat in the, or Valve, I guess, technically, is throwing their hat into the hardware ring once again, coming out with their own handheld device. I guess there's three SKUs of it, so devices, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they're making a nice, actually, it's pretty big, uh, giant handheld yeah. device. Very Game Gear uh, reminiscent. <laughs> yes. It's very a, bulky. It's thick. <laughs> It's very thick. Um, yeah, I, on paper, it sounds like a very cool thing. Basically, you can access your Steam library. You could install basic, Windows. So if it's you basically want. Switch, but a PC but with version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like so it launches 
and it ships with its own like Steam OS software, which is Linux based. But they so there want... are some games that won't natively work with it unless you like sideload a so it's operating system. From what I've read, essentially there's this like shell they can put on games if you run them from Linux called Proton. Yeah, is like the software basically, and so it doesn't. It's not like an emulator where it's like running it in Windows on Linux. It it's like fills in the blanks that the yeah whatever the programming for a Windows game needs to run on Linux. So I I'm, guess that's not compatible with like some newer netcode. Like I was reading like I've uh, seen Siege and like Destiny Two. Yeah, and like people oh. are saying you unless they change something between now and then you won't be able to play those games. Yeah, so. apparently the issues with those games is whatever the like anti cheat component is mm. for those the online stuff. Oh, it, so boy, that's so what messes with it. Gotcha. But I've looked at, there is like a Proton database where you can search games and see yeah. like how they work. It seems like the list of games that won't work is like pretty minimal. 0.0001% of the Steam library right. or something like that. But it does, you know, basically when they came out and announced it, they said, you know, think of it as a PC. You, yeah. you can install Windows on it. You can, you know, do whatever you want with it. So, you know, you probably could, you know, install Windows and get your you know, PC version of Game Pass on there and play Game Pass games or, you know, boot up Destiny if you just, you know, run Windows on it or whatever. So there's, you know, going to be some kind of workaround there. Um, But it looks really cool. Yeah. So I haven't looked into it a whole lot. Is this going to be streaming from... Do you have to have a PC and you're streaming from your PC onto this or this is essentially its own PC? So it's running... It has like a... Some kind of AMD like, all-in-one chip that's roughly as powerful as, like, a, a PS4 and Xbox One. And so the screen resolution is, like, right around 720p, and it can run... It's the same as Switch, right? Yeah. yeah. Switch and handheld the, mode, yeah. yeah. And so, supposedly, it can run, like, a lot of modern titles. Like, I saw the... IGN got a lot of the, like, first kind of exclusive look at a lot of this stuff. And they were running control on high settings, you know, at the 720p resolution at 60 FPS, like, without issue. So, it seems to be pretty capable, and I think, you know, at that low of a resolution... Yeah. You know, on That's a, one of the most demanding games I think I've played, so... Yeah, so I feel like that resolution's fine at that size, of a, like, on that little 7-inch screen. I think that, right. you know, looks good enough, and you wouldn't really notice anything. Um, I know Can it output higher when you dock it? Yeah, I mean, I've seen things where people are just using it, you know, as a desktop, where they right. plug it in and they use a monitor, you use all your peripherals, yeah. or you can plug it into a TV and use a controller. That's intriguing to me. So it's like, you know, it's as, you know, as much of a PC or as much as a console as you want it to be, if you want it to just be a handheld thing. But I feel like you're you're going to get way less performance if you're trying to play I mean, 1080, you could probably pull off and, like, get decent on most games, but, like, I'm trying to go 4K or whatever, it's, right. it's going to... I'd be happy it's with gonna 1080, crumble, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I would agree with that, but, but, I mean, at the same time, you will have access to, like, I all think the, if all you the don't PC, have a PC graphics options, so awesome. you can toy around with it. You know, if you really wanted to play it on your TV, you could still yeah. hit those frame rates because you have full access yeah. to you know, all mid, the graphics options. And, so, you know, might not look as pretty as it would on a Xbox or, you know, like PS5 PS5 or whatever, but, you know, is an option. Um, I don't know. I think, like, the most interesting thing about this is 
you know, like like I said, a lot of the openness, like the fact that they said you can install whatever software you want on it, you can use whatever docs you want on it, you know, like they're selling one, but you can use whatever you want. You can have peripherals to it, you know, that it basically is just a small PC. Is it, like it'll have most some of the nice stuff of next-gen consoles, too, if you're a console player. Like, it, if you get the one of the two more expensive models, it'll have that super-fast hard drive. Right. And like, you know, the main SKU is 400, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it only comes with 64 gigabytes of flash storage, which right. is going to be filled up like with one game, basically. Yeah. Like there, are, I mean, there's a lot of games that just wouldn't fit at this point. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. What do the like three Red different SKUs have? Like, what's the main difference? Is it just storage size and that's it? It's storage space and the bigger models. It's an SSD instead of flash storage, but there is uh, micro S- <laughs> there is micro SD uh, expansion. So okay, so that makes sense. So you could get like a. Pretty fast, no, like, 400 gigabyte pro version that has a, a better processor or anything. No, no the card updates, right? Like that's the only difference, and I think that was kind of something they were stressing, where they were like, no matter what you get, like, and, and the prices do vary. Like I think for the 512, it's like over 600 dollars. It's like 650 dollars or something. That sounds right because I I pre-ordered the 256 gig. Yeah, one. that's that the same one that 530 I reserved. But, I don't know, it's cool. Like, to me, I play my Switch majority of the time handheld. Yeah, I'm the same way. And, you know, I, like, even, you know, I have a gaming laptop, and I play a lot of my games where, like, I'll just be on my laptop and have something on in the background, and I could see this being something, you know, battery life permitting that I would, right. you know, yeah, take with me a lot of the time. And, you know, like, trips, you know, plane rides would be perfect for, you know, Play those Rogue. Final Fantasy. Play all the Final Fantasy oh, games. Baby. I mean, like, really the thing that is also interesting about it is just the amount of possibilities, like emulation, Yeah. you know, getting, like, those old Game Boy games on it, which I'm sure, you know, would not be that taxing. You could probably get a decent, you know, charge out of those. I don't think it's out yet, but RetroArch's, like, coming out with, like, a native Steam client soft, like, you, it's coming soon, but mm-hmm. RetroArch, like, the big emulator thing right. is going to be in Steam at some point so at that point you can just i mean you still have to get the so so are you mouse. saying like the software like the availability of more games coming to switch like more handheld games is probably gonna happen i mean that seems like a foregone conclusion to switch like these games no to uh to the steam deck i mean the steam deck any game that's on pc is on the steam deck yeah it doesn't have like its own library of games right. it's your steam library right but like those Nintendo games, those are not, never be like right. legally on right. Steam. You yeah. would have to, but you're kind of looking the. Other, you're saying you can like modify and hack it. I mean, it's I'm saying there's like it. you can just install Windows on, and it. it's you oh, can install so, Windows so it's literally just a, a PC at that right. point. Okay, I got right. You. So you could put like a you know a software that can run okay. Game Boy games on gotcha. it, or can run gotcha. SNES games on it, right. and you know, not, I mean, the casual person right won't be thinking about that, but right, yeah. I'll be interested to see how many of this. Uh, I don't think the casual person's buying this thing. I mean, the the four hundred one maybe if they're yeah, not, maybe. you know, like we got. I mean, they did. I think they did the best rollout of a product in recent memory with the whole like you have to have had not only you have to have a yep. login already and you had to have made a purchase at least a month ago to keep scalpers out, which was, right. I think we're and then you also low. had to put five dollars down. So there was right. like a few different things and i mean and even even with those three 
modern. I don't know if it was just it like was the Steam servers got pain. overwhelmed yeah. or what, but it was a it was not super clean to just go in and couple, get one as soon as. It took me a as, couple hours to. Do we have a release date? So they're doing like a rollout thing. So if you're one of the first people to be able to get a reservation, it it'll say like December 2021. But I mine says Q1 2022 is what my reservation mm, says. Okay. So and like now, if you on there, I think they still have them. But it's all the way to like Q4 2022 of when if you no, I'm looking at it now. I just logged in, and I have Q2 2022 oh, cool. for all three of the models. Okay. And is that available? Yeah, I mean, I think I got mine. Like, I got my confirmation reservation within the first twenty minutes of them going up, and even mine says Q1 2022. Yeah, so, so I won't be able to bring it to Vegas. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping for the I could just squeeze by and get it in December, but I just don't know. It doesn't yeah. seem likely. Yeah, I wonder if they'll get delayed anyways. Who knows? But I'm excited to test it out, try it out. I think the button layout looks kind of goofy, but I've yeah, seen with like the hands sticks on. and then the uh, the buttons, the buttons are, like are way parallel. Up top. Yeah, they're like at the top. Yeah. I mean the the little touch pads under them actually seem yeah kind of good in practice. Yeah, I get why they had to put those on there because they're literally any you know there's so many games that aren't built for a controller on yeah. Steam that you need something to be able to. Move and it also has and... the the like pro trigger yeah, stuff yeah, on the no, back, which yeah. is kind of cool. Like it has the extra four buttons. Paddles. Oh, yeah. you just sold me. <laughs> I, I need. I still don't have a controller with a paddle, but I want one. So I feel like I, that'd be pretty decent. I just got the Elite controller. Oh, is it? I've only used it for PC a couple times. It's okay. I mean, I've had I had some issues with it. I had one and had to return it. Uh, the buttons, like the main face A B X Y buttons. You have to hit them exactly like 90 degrees, otherwise they don't register, hmm. which is really weird, and it's like a known issue, and they're basically just like, deal with it, use the paddles instead. And the paddles work great, but it's really hard to get used to them when you can't use both to like Yeah, um, that's, that's a deal breaker for me, because um, you, you need the, I don't know. It, yeah. It's it's sad, because it sounds like face buttons, There, a lot of companies are trying to, I don't know. Do away? Yeah, because of the, the paddles seem to be the next big evolution. Yeah. In controllers, which is cool, but I don't know. It's cool, but I think like we were just it's cool talking if you're about... like competitively playing Halo. It's not cool if you're trying to like play Guacamelee. <laughs> well, that's what we were just talking about earlier. Is like there was a big like kind of uh, bottleneck of people that continued playing games when the right stick became control yeah. the camera, yeah. and I can see pedal triggers being like doing that for more entry. people like it's gonna be the end of the doll <laughs> not if i'll be able to pick it up <laughs> it's some like Doom's there's day. a certain like age where you're like this is no, this doesn't feel natural for me right. to use this there's a certain age where you just don't want to learn a new yeah. goddamn thing just re- rename our i'm kind of face, afraid face of buttons, I'm face buttons i'm afraid i'm there with how often i go back to super nintendo titles i'm like all right i just need something that's 2d <laughs> I mean, it's, it looks cool, though. It's definitely, yeah. like... I'm really considering doing it right now. It's, it's like, a piece of tech that, I don't know, just seems like something I've wanted for a long time. Like, that's always been kind of, like, the dream console in the back of my mind. Like, something I could take with me, I could play all my games, like, with very little uh I could see myself compromise. using it a lot for travel. And, like, it's kind of cool to have another place to play a PC in your house. Like, yeah. if I have, like, a certain game that I'm like, I really want to play this in bed, and I can just plug it into my TV in my bedroom and, like, fire it up as opposed right. to... I think it's nice, too, because I have so many Steam games that, like, 
I'd love just to mess around for an hour. I'm not necessarily going to set out yeah. to re-beat this or even beat it the first time. I bought 20 games on some sale, and I have them. And it'd be nice, like, to sit on the couch, uh, you know, even around other people. They're watching TV or whatever, and I can mindlessly just, yeah. like, check out this yeah. game. And Right. Or, like... I'm going to start Final Fantasy IV over, and I'll probably only play like, it for an hour and never touch it again, but, yeah. like, now I can do that. And I feel like know. that's an argument that a lot of people say is, like, this feels at home for Switch for all these indie games, yeah. and, like, the Switch that's has... That's another huge thing I was going to say is, like, indie games are... I play a lot of them on Switch, yeah. and right. I'm going to play all of them on the Steam Deck instead. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> well, just, like, with how outrageous the switches with sales and shit like you're gonna right. make up your nothing if you got the 400 dollars version <laughs> and stop buying indie games on switch and started buying them on yeah. this thing you're gonna right. make up that money in like a year right <laughs> with steam sales alone indie games go on yeah. sale for nothing well, all on, the time on top of that like you have uh i mean uh nintendo is really bad about re-releasing games for full price or yeah. marked yeah. up yeah. prices now, and if you have the original game and you can get an emulator and play it on yeah. the Steam Deck, you can... Above board, save. too. Not maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's not even illegal at that point yeah. because emulation is legal if you own the original game. Right. Right. Maybe, so, maybe yeah. this move will finally force Nintendo to change their their pricing habits and just some no. kind of their backward <laughs> ways. No. I don't think this is going to be popular enough. I saw that. something about the sales on this and it's like hundreds of thousands. It's not mm. so far. Like, there are some HTML. Oh, yeah. I saw there was like 100,000 was like segregated for America. And that was like 50,000. Which was like pretty early. Those numbers were pretty early. But I think like I saw one that was later. And I think they were like, yeah, we've, there were 500,000 pre orders. Yeah. I don't think it's going to move the needle for Nintendo unless it comes out and gets great reviews and everybody loves the thing or whatever. But. I mean, I think it's really just. Kind I think of, this size is going to turn a lot of people off. Like, it sounds like this thing's real bulky compared to the Switch. I mean, it's definitely like an enthusiast, yeah, thing. Like, especially for the the price of it. I mean, four right. to you know six hundred and fifty dollars. People will be like, "Well, why don't I just buy a console for that?" You yeah. Know? I mean, it's and that was the other thing that I saw that I knew it was skewed towards just like hardcore or whatever you yeah. want to call it. The big, like the most expensive model, like completely dominant oh, really? sales yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so that, that's, that's the, the only case, thing i'm then... considering at this point is looking <laughs> between those two and yeah. seeing if the any glare etched glass screen yeah. is worth the, the extra 130 bucks yeah. Yeah. i'm looking forward to it though i think yeah. like i said if it's you guys if want it meets, the medium one yeah yeah i, I got the, the second skew but i, I mean, figured i'd just have like a big game on it at a time and mainly play old small stuff on it I mean, I have, right now I have a 400 gigabyte micro SD in my Switch that I'm probably going to harvest for this thing, mm, and yeah. then with the 256 on board, I'll probably just put, like, whatever my main game is on there, yeah. and then whatever on the slower storage. But I mean, other games too, like, I was like, as soon as I get this thing, I'm going to replay Persona 4 on it. Like, yeah. having, pers- like, especially if this, you know, this uh, Persona event ha- in September brings, like, any of those re-releases to PC... That's going to be awesome yeah. for this thing. So, I don't know. It just seems cool to me. It's like something I've wanted for a long time. And I think I would trust Valve the most with something like this. It's just cool, too. Like, even thinking of new games you get on, like, you know, the new game you're excited about comes out. There's going to be, like, cross-save stuff. Like right. You buy it on Steam, you're playing on your PC. Like, oh, I'm going to go lay down, but I want to yeah. keep playing. 
or even have it docked, like for whatever reason, I don't want to sit in my computer chair anymore. Right. I want to go play it. I on think the that's TV my big thing. I mean, big thing like Bethesda, like playing Starfield on that. I was literally just talking about this because I built a PC and I was like, I want it on my TV sometimes, but most of the time I'm gonna want to play it on my my monitor. And this is like that middle ground. Like, yeah, it's a five six hundred dollar investment, but it's also like, I don't know, yeah. you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot out of the purchases that you're making on Steam. Yeah. So. Yeah. Especially that's kind of the other huge thing is it's like it's your games on it. You yeah. don't have to rebuy anything. But unlike unlike the P- oh, I guess not now like PlayStation. No. You bought it, you got a decent library. Same with Xbox too, with like yeah. how backwards compatible everything yeah, that's is. True. Um Yeah, I think it's just kind of the, just, they're the odd man out in this situation. Yeah. And they're the only handheld competitor. So right. having a handheld that like I already have three hundred games for is a big deal. Yeah. But yeah. Any other news? I don't think so. You guys remember anything? I wasn't paying nearly enough attention this week. <laughs> There's the judgment thing, but oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, essentially, judgment is probably not going to have a third iteration because the uh, main character's likeness is owned by, you know, some uh, talent agency that is completely against any of those games being released on PC. And Sega wants has been kind of making the push. I mean, even all the Yakuza games are on Steam and on Game Pass for both PC and console. So I think they're they're probably kind of pushing for it. And there's you know pushback from their end as well. I mean, I know Judgment I think is a uh, PlayStation exclusive at this point, but I was those are probably timed. I would assume to some extent and would eventually come out on everything. But yeah. I mean, it's weird that I think the both, you know, the first one I think is pretty well reviewed. The second one got a spot at the um, PS, whatever the PlayStation event was that happened like a month ago. They showed off a trailer for Judgment 2, so it seemed like kind of a prominent, uh, you know, poster child for the PS5. So it's just weird that, you know, licensing is kind of shutting down a prominent series. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really get why. <laughs> That's just, like the big hold up for me. Like I don't understand why you wouldn't want your clients work to be on as many platforms as possible and make as much money as possible. Like, yeah. The more that game does well and the more exposure you get, the more movies or yeah. TV shows or more video games you'd be in. Yeah, I mean there, So there must really... be something with piracy maybe involved, like I don't know. The weird thing is it's like they that company from the like limited research I did is just like really against like their whoever they represent you know isn't really allowed on social media. They only started a YouTube channel like in 2018 or something. So I don't know if they just really don't like the <laughs> PC space for some reason. They have some kind of something against it. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it at all. But I was I was kind of looking forward. Like, I played Yakuza 0 uh, probably a little over a year ago at this point, And, you know, saw the trailer for Judgment 2, and I was like, maybe I'll pick up the first one. And they seemed cool. And I know even the, the team was going to, you know, was kind of saying that, like, that was going to pick up the mantle of the, the brawler-style games going forward. It would be the Judgment series. Mm-hmm. And then... Yakuza going forward to pick up the like the JRPG style that they did with uh, Like a Dragon. So it seems like if that was the game that was kind of t- picking up the the legacy of their brawler game that's been going on since the 
what, the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2, yeah. Yeah, very early. I mean, it just seems like kind of crazy to cut it off like that over, you know, some, like, licensing negotiations. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. I'm I'm perplexed. I mean, unless I they, still haven't played either of those games, I really want. They're to, very similar I, to the original Yakuza games. They are. It's weird because the first Judgment, you think it would be more like a Phoenix Wright type game. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It, it has some light kind of lawyer detective mechanics but for the most part you're still beating Beat the, the shit, shit out of everyone. people and picking up bikes and smacking yeah. which is hilarious because you are a lawyer in the game you're not like this so it feared, does even like a, dragon right. of dojima like yeah. i think they do point like make fun of that at one point they're very self-aware about it but yeah he just there's really no canonical reason why why he's just beating why, the fuck out of everyone he's like the, the, same, the same game's not out right that's coming no out. it's coming out I think, I think it's worldwide it's the same for every year. I think it's later for yeah. like Q4, yeah. Damn, I'm gonna have to play the first one. It's a really, it has a really good story, but yeah, gameplay wise, it's very similar to all the Yakuza's. I wonder, I wonder how well those games are do. Like, I don't get why you just wouldn't put it on the next one on PC or whatever, though. Because like, you got to think like, just, wouldn't just like not put it on PC. PlayStation sales yeah. are better than no sales. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like a Sega. Sega is really fighting for PC and they're really fighting against it. It seems like because they're or... putting everything on there. Yeah. It's and just. And they won't. Different, different anti, mentality, different yeah. ideology over there. Western we thing, too, because really... they're doing all those deals with uh, Xbox. I wonder if there's more going on behind the scenes because, like, everything Sega's putting out is coming to Game Pass yeah. like, ridiculously fast, too. Yeah. So, Xbox might. I wonder Microsoft if, might be picking them up any day I now. I wonder if Sega is going to be owned by yeah. Microsoft. I mean, at some point, they already they seem to be writing some enormous checks to yeah, some of these. A lot of blank checks yeah. going out from. Like they want to own a lot of really huge studios for, not, like not only for Game Pass but just to solidify the, you know, the Xbox as a. The even like SD a like power. The, Right, I mean, even like, you know, if they get the Xbox streaming thing where you can stream it on your phone and stream it on the, you know. Yep. They want to have a lot of huge games. They're going to do that. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that's going to work because I've had, I've heard nothing but bad experiences of, like, streaming games. Yeah, but I think, like, it's not for us. Like, that. that's because there's, you know, a billion iPhones in India or whatever. Like, those are, if you can get Yeah, definitely. You get those markets that don't have a console and never would buy one, but right. they'll pay fifteen bucks a month to play whatever Game Pass right. games on their phone. Right. You put India and China together, and you get one percent of them to yeah get your game. So you're like, that's more than <laughs> people have Game Pass in the U.S. Right. So, I think that's the market they're going to go after. But yeah, they're also they're also making good games and. I don't know what the the no PC from the actors guild is <laughs> the weirdest thing about that story. Like I don't know why they'd care at all. Yeah, I think it has to be either something with piracy. Like they don't want because wasn't it? What game was it? I think it was a David Cage game where like someone hacked into it and then like made oh, fake Beyond Beyond Souls. Souls. nude stuff of the actors and actresses, and they were all. Like Ellen Page and yeah, Naked Williams. Was that even was that even from a P 
PC port though? Because wasn't that on only PlayStation for a while? I think I it was remember. a PlayStation. That was an exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. I don't know for how long, but it was definitely at release. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. It might not even be. That's what I don't get. Like I feel like right. you can get something off to your PlayStation and do whatever you want with it. Yeah, unless they're like they've also had actors that I assume are in SAG in other games on consoles before. Yeah, I mean this is not actually SAG. <laughs> oh, yeah, this I, is like I just made whatever. That up. This is Whatever the agency is, like a Japanese or Korean agency owns owns his likeness. So they're like a lot more strict for some reason. Why don't they just change what the character looks like? I mean, that's not something that they're that's completely unheard of because they've patched out what yeah. was the main villain in the first game because he had some kind of drug charge in Japan. They just completely took him out of the game and replaced yeah. him with somebody else. So maybe they'll just and like they could kill him off in that at the end of the second game. Yeah, and then if just pick it up with, like, to... and here's Joe Schmo, who picks up, who's, yeah. like, the new guy who's like does exactly the unless, same thing. Unless, I don't know how endearing he this main character is to everybody that is fans of the franchise. Like, I it mean, would be a deal-breaker. I don't yeah. think it's the end of the world. I mean, I know that, that, like, the actor himself really likes the game and is, like, a pretty big star in whatever his home country is. So I don't know if that's, like, yeah, but driving a lot of sales or what. Having a game is going to sell more than, than not having yeah. a, right. any game. So. That's true. Yeah. They might have been done with it anyways, and this is all just... Irrelevant. Yeah. They, yeah. The story. Before all these problems happened, they did say this was going to be their tentpole Yakuza brawler type, like yeah. George was saying. But now that this kind of snafu happened, they might have to pivot and go somewhere else with it. I don't know. I'd love to see more stories in that universe, man. Yeah. yeah. I need to play these ones. But... Just have it start Phoenix right. Get that <laughs> license from Capcom. <laughs> All right. A lot of news. Yeah, longer than we expected. Yeah. See you next time.